Welcome to Not Connected. We are your hosts, Becky Welsh and Nancy Thomas, and we use Christ, counseling, and community to connect with God and others. Welcome, everybody. We are so excited today to get to talk to you about something that maybe there aren't a lot of resources out there for. Uh, Dr. Becky and our friend Anne is here today to talk about parenting adult children. If you're listening and if you have adult children, you're probably thinking, oh my goodness, I need this because we've all got those challenges that come with raising kids. And I feel like, and I've said this so many times to parents, that there aren't enough parenting books out there to help us with that role because there's just so many different nuances. So, hey, Anne, would you introduce yourself because you are new to our podcast? Absolutely. I'm so well. um So happy to be here. Um, My name is Anne, last name is Melnick, and I have four grown sons. And by grown, I'm saying that with air quotes. Uh, (laughs) They are uh, 21, 22, 24, and 25 currently, um, three of which are stepchildren. So that has added a different um, nuance to parenting. And one is my biological son. So I have had lots of challenges with uh, this phase of life when they are emerging into parenthood and how much is it my responsibility to help versus how much is it to kind of have hands off. And so I have definitely struggled in this area. And so I am thrilled to be here. So thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. And Dr. Becky doesn't need an introduction, but would you like to share your your take on parenting adult children real fast before we dive in? Yeah, it, it, this is like, I am not the expert. I am here to commiserate with Anne <laughs> as, as we muddle through this season of, of parenting. So my, I have two boys too. Uh, So um, actually I have four, um, but because I've only been married for three years, my two stepsons, I didn't, you know, I didn't have to really raise. They, you know, they never lived here or anything. So our four boys um, are 31, 30, 29, and 28. Mm. So all boys. All boys. So you guys no, are not all boys with my girls at all. Like, why no, am I we're, doing? We're going to be absolutely guys? no help. That's right. Okay. For many Great. reasons, <laughs> <laughs> not just because of the gender. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, let's dive in. You guys told us about your kids, um, but before let's back up a little bit, right? What like, can we define adult children? I know we put air quotes on it a second ago, but tell us about, tell us, define adult children. What is an adult child? Well, so uh, if you do look into the research, the actual official definition of it is 18 to 29 years old. But of course, all children are different. And so, you know, the range, it's not like you turn 29 and all of a sudden you're done. But that is, usually that is the age range that we're talking about, the 18 to 29 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. So and would I you guess add- at 30, you don't be, you're not a child anymore to your parents. <laughs> I, guess I guess so. That's what I, that means. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> actually you should have all the answers, Dr. Welsh, because you're, many of yours are, are past it, right? You, yes, so you know everything. <laughs> yes, I do. I know yes. everything. I have Good. it all down pat. Hey, you Perfect. guys are bringing up 
the first problem in parenting adult children, that they are still your children, but they are no longer in the home or under your care or control or responsibility, fill in the blank. Would you say? Yes. Absolutely. Exactly it. Yes. Yeah. So let me check in with you mamas. How, how has that been? How has that season been for you guys? Well, for me, it has definitely been a struggle. Um, mine are younger. And so uh, our last one just left for college two years ago. So we're newer empty nesters. Um, but what's interesting and is that each one of them, because they're so unique, we parented them so differently, you know, as they were growing, we've seen that it also, that spills over into adulthood, right? Um, some of them have been more challenging than others. And at different times, different ones have been more challenging than others. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very normal, right? Different seasons requiring different things and being different levels of challenging. But um, yeah, it's, it, you're saying it's been a struggle. I can only speak for myself, but yes. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm doing, you know, I have a certain conversation with someone and I think I did a great job on that. I come away from it thinking, okay, that was, that one went well. And then other times I step back and reflect and go, oh boy, I sure wish I had a rewind button and could go back and do that again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like just, just a clarification, sorry, Nancy, a clarification how long have you been a step-parent? Oh, uh, so our youngest one was seven years old when we okay. got together. So for, for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. 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 Dr. Becky, what would you say? How, how has it been? How's the season been? I, I don't think I ever would have said this back then, but I would kill to have a four and a two-year-old again. Yes. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, I really think this, this season in, in the twenties with my kids has been the most difficult. Um, and I think it's because like, I mean, you even said the word, the lack of control, mm -hmm. like you have absolutely zero control and the older they get, it's like the decisions become more life altering, mm, right? Yes. You know, when they're seven, when they're 10, you know, there are decisions you can go, Oh, that's a stupid decision, but you know, it's not going to affect their lives. But when they're 16, when they're 20, when they're 25 and they make a stupid decision, sometimes they can. Yeah. And yes. does. Absolutely. So I think that's, I think that's the biggest difference and the hardest mm -hmm. challenge that it's been for me. So let's sit with that a moment for both of you guys. If, and it sounds like both of you have been in these, this sho these shoes, right? Where you're watching your adult child mm -hmm. make a decision that you're like, I'm not okay with this. Everything in me, like all the red flags are going off. What's going on inside you as you watch this happen? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. It's well, so the first thing that happens, which I wish were not true, but it, it is for me anyway, is it's my ego, right? I'm, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, 
Well, first of all, I guess I take that back. The first thing I think is, is their safety. You know, if it's something yeah. that, that is detrimental and, you know, maybe drug use or something yeah. that they've done that I don't agree with. Um, so I worry about their safety. And then secondly, followed up very quickly, it becomes my ego and it's okay. What are people going to think? And I raised them better than that. Why are they making that decision? Oh my gosh, did I do that wrong somewhere along the way? And so it's a, it's an internal dialogue that I have um, that makes me just want to pick up the phone or fly there because unfortunately my boys, none of them live near me. Um, and you just want to stop that behavior as quickly as possible. And then you, I have to step back and say, okay, Anne, they're emerging adults. They need to be making these decisions and making good decisions. And so it's a, it's a conversation that needs to be had at least from my perspective, but the conversations look very different. So like to what Dr. Welsh had said, um, when they're young, you know, you have so much more control in that um, you can take things away, right? If they're doing something naughty in your house. Well, when they go out in the world, you don't have anything that you can take away any longer. And so you have to, um, counsel if they're willing to listen oftentimes they're not but if they will have if you have a strong enough relationship they're willing to listen to you um then you can you can help guide them not do for them but help them help guide them into making a better decision and otherwise you have to just sit on your hands and wait for those natural consequences if and when they come and i bet that's a grueling process Uh, Yes. And that's exactly when Dr. Walsh said, when they're young, I know mamas, new mamas, you, you know, it's so hard. I'm not in any way saying that that time of life is not hard. That's very hard. Right. But this is far for me anyway, this is far harder because <clears throat> you do have to bite your tongue and you don't, you can't say things. Oftentimes, if you want to continue the relationship with your adult child, you have to bite your tongue and choose your words very wisely. And so it's been much harder for me. So I take this to mean that both of you are going to be willing to take my children when they're throwing tantrums because you seem to be really missing that time and I'm just going to hand them over to you guys. (laughs) I don't want it. You can have it. Is that what we're saying? Because I would appreciate that. I will take your girls anytime. (laughs) I will remember that. (laughs) Okay, well, only we can trade when my child is... Exactly. You know, under the influence of some kind, you can you handle them, and then I'll take your sweet baby girls. Exactly. <laughs> Just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Becky? What do you think? Um, what What's been what's what have been those emotions when you're sitting there seeing that you can't control something? Um, gosh, even just kind of thinking back as like just sitting here it still all floods back. Um, And particularly with my oldest, but with both. um, And, you know, I'm almost wondering, is, is there, you know, do we make a distinction between the life threatening kind of things versus Mm -hmm. the moral kind of things? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, but, you know, for my oldest, he um, was a drug addict for over six years. And to watch that play out, starting at 16, 
um, you know, to about 22, 23, when he finally went into recovery. And so, you know, watching that play out, um, not being able to, like, even know where he was uh, a lot of times, and um, even trying to say, you know, please, (laughs) don't, you know, um, all of that, and, and to watch them continue to do it, I think, was hard. But kind of like Anto, you kind of have these other feelings too of then resentment, yeah. you know, which then makes you feel guilty because I'm like, I'm resenting going of, you know, everything I've done for you, <laughs> you know, when you go into that, you know, all of this. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I just started thinking, you know, when we thought about doing this podcast of just, you know, what do we let go of? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of those things for me, which has been probably the most difficult is that resentment mm-hmm. and that, you know, I don't feel respected and that's that ego thing, right? That's that, mm-hmm. that pride thing, mm-hmm. um, that I think stirs so much, but yeah, I mean, it, I, there are so many emotions I think that are attached to it and, you know, how far do you go? Do you, you know, because you can't go, okay, you're in timeout. If you, right. you know, <laughs> go out one more time, you know, you, you just, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on their own. They're doing their own thing. And so, um, you know, you just kind of have to say, or what I've learned is just to go, I'm here. Yeah. I'm yes. here. Yes. And then, and then be there, you know, kind of follow up. So. Yeah. And, and a lot of the pain that you guys are describing it, you know, parenting is such a sacrificial role, right? We do a lot for like that first season of life, right. Until they're adults. And then it feels like um, when, when there's any disrespect or, or disobedience or whatever, at any age, it feels like, man, not that really hurt after all I've done or after, you know, all that I've given up or whatever, fill in the blank. And so it is, it's hard for us as humans not to go, this is how you repay me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, in addition to that, it's, I don't know about other people, but it, there's a lot of comparing that happens. And I think that happens even, you know, when you're parenting young children as well, it's, well, so-and-so seems to be doing it so much better Mm. or, easier for them or they don't have as many problems um that's why i got off facebook oh yes actually i'm that i'm glad you're bringing that up because social media i do not think helps us with this Mm -hmm. in any way right um not only in comparison but in addition to i see things that my children are doing that my mother would never have known that i i did if i had done those things do you see what i'm saying so yeah Social media is not our friend in this phase of life. I don't, yes. I don't, um, because parents love to, to boast about all the things, you know, my daughter got into this college or that, right. And so you're going, oh gosh, okay. It seems to be so easy for them. Or they got this right. position right out of college. Um, and so, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see all of that and not have that weigh on you when you're struggling with one of your children. 
Yeah, it's it's no wonder they say the comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, it's correct. Totally. Joy, and then this world. Ever since social media was introduced, I feel like that's all there is, right? You can't help but compare because different people have different lives, and now it's all out there for you to see. Um, Dr. Becky, you mentioned letting go. So, what is the other option if if not like if letting go is um, your only way out, right? What do you suggest for parents? Um, how, How do you cope with that? How do you cope with needing to let go when it's hard? I, I mean, I think the first thing is um, kind of defining what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what I don't mean by letting go is, you know, kind of what I used to do is when somebody hurt me or whatever, I, I'm just going to go, well, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I, You know, so I'm just going to disconnect from you um, because that hurts too much. And, you know, I'm just going to distance, I'm going to disconnect, I don't care, right? Mm. And, and I think some people think that as letting go, like, just go. That's not what I'm talking about. L- letting go means you're staying connected. Mm. You're still connected. And you might have to sit in that hurt mm-hmm. for, for a little while, for a long while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's also, like I said, I think it's letting go of things like resentment. It's letting go of feeling like you're entitled to respect. Mm. Um, and, you know, all of those kind of things that we want from them, right. Um, to acknowledge the hard feelings that this is you know, to acknowledge the resentment, to acknowledge the, you know, when Anne was kind of talking, it was like, yeah, we start going in that spiral, you Mm. know, of, okay, what did I do wrong? And then, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad parent. And then, oh, you know, you just hit this spiral, right? Um, And to acknowledge those feelings of, yeah, I mean, this hurts. This makes me upset. I want them to listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Um, And they won't. And I think letting go also is about staying hopeful, being expectant, um, and I don't know, seeing the child the way they want to be seen versus like all the things that they've done wrong. And I think I have tended in the past, you know, if I'm thinking about my oldest, like I said, um, because he was an addict, all kind of always seeing him through that lens as an addict and never giving him that opportunity to let go of that part of who he was to see him differently, you know? And I think, I think that is a healthy way to let go. Yeah, you're right. The letting go doesn't mean disconnect, right? Letting go right. doesn't mean you like just don't care and you're going to, you know, dis- like disconnected. The relationship is gone, right? The relationship can remain. It's just in a different season and in a, in a harder place. But that doesn't mean we have to sever ties. Um, yeah, correct. Would you and, say- and, and I'll just say, sorry, I'll just say real quickly and be transparent that 
um, I, I truly am not coming from a place of being an expert at this because right now my my oldest isn't talking to me um, because he isn't liking, you know, we had a difference of opinion about parenting. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm not coming at this from, hey, I'm in this, you know, this is easier said than done, that I'm just telling you what I think you should do. I'm, I'm trying to live this out now too. So. Thanks for your so, Yeah. I so appreciate you sharing that because yes, honestly, staying humble in it is probably the best thing that I can say that I try to do. Um, mm -hmm. I, not, we don't have answers. We, no one has the answers, right? Um, right. I, there's probably better choices than others and in different seasons, better choices than others for a particular child for certain ways. But there is no perfect way to do this, just like there's no perfect way to parent any right. child, right? Mm -hmm. So we um, absolutely do not. I have more questions than I have answers. I can say mm -hmm. that. Um, mm -hmm. One of the beautiful things that I'm blessed with is a really good uh, base of women that I've been friends with for a very long time. And so we're able to have these conversations. And so oftentimes they'll sound like, um, well, so what am I supposed to do? What do I do in this situation? You know, that's what we do. We kind of come together. Right. And honestly, no one knows, like we just hash it out between us and what feels right, but we don't have an answer. Um, however, one thing that has kind of filtered through all of our conversations is if a parent is over-involved, and what I mean by that is you're doing something for your child that developmentally they should be doing for themselves at this time. They should and they can, right? Your child can do that, and developmentally they should be doing that. And the parent is still doing that for them, then we're over-involved, right? But if you, you know, if it's an area that your child needs still some more guidance. Like maybe it's a financial situation. They just still need some adjustment in that area. Then of course it's okay to still have conversations, not do for, right? That's the big thing that our my girlfriends and I talk about all the time. Okay. Are you doing that for them or are you helping them become a more responsible adult? You're showing them or you're talking to them or you're training them. Um, then of course I feel like that, that is acceptable. But when big problems come about, like Dr. Welsh is talking about, oh my goodness, who has not the right answer for that? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm so you know, sorry you're in that season, Dr. Welsh, because I, it's not. Well, thank you. You know, it's, it, it made me think as you were talking though, and, and I love that you have that support group. I mean, yes. how, how blessed to oh. have that. Yes. But the, what the the keyword that I heard you say, you know, like, you know, when you're together is what do I do? And it's like, sometimes we can't do. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and, and maybe trying to figure out what question needs to be asked instead, mm -hmm. you know, not what do I do, but, um, you know, and I don't, I don't even know if I know the answer, but it's like, what do I, um, what do I pray mm -hmm. maybe, or, or what, what, how do I connect? Yes. How do I relate instead of how do I do? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if any words came to your mind instead of I, you know, the, 
do, but yeah, that was just what I thought of when you said that. Because it's it is so easy to go. Well, I want to fix it. Right. Well, we did you know. when they were younger, right? So much of what yeah. we do as parents when they're younger is try to to help them do things for them. Um, and now it's wait a minute. Doing for them means helping them do it for themselves. And so oftentimes that is biting your tongue, right? Not not doing anything other than praying, talking to other friends, you know, supporting yourself through the season yep. when you just don't have any way to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I'm thinking in terms of my young kids too, but that sense of autonomy, right. Mm -hmm. That would give them if we allow them to do it on their own. And I know that's a a developmentally appropriate thing for younger children, but I think we all want a sense of autonomy and I don't think that ever goes away. Right. Right. We want to know that we are able to do it and someone we care about trusts us to do it. Right. Um, even if we're going to mess up and we have to learn some lessons on the way and get a couple of bumps and bruises um, in adult children language. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that might look like, we want to know um, that someone trusts someone we care about trusts us to be able to handle our yes. lives. Right. If we think back to when we were in that stage, when you guys were in that stage, too, that like we probably wanted that from our parents. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. You know, it, it, you were talking about biting your tongue uh, and, and it made me think of what I was kind of, uh, I guess, chewing on this morning. Um, and I really was laughing because I never read Proverbs 31 because it's just way too convicting. Right. Um, like I somebody told me once, just rip that out of the Bible. Like just <laughs> take it out. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, I did that kind of in in preparation for this. And you know, one of the things that really stuck out to me, you know, as as a woman, I guess, and it was talking about like keeping watch over your children. Mm. And that really struck me, and I was like, keeping watch. And so, you know, I kind of looked it up and and the actual word there in in the Hebrew was to keep watch, to be on the lookout. And then I love this. It said to intently watch a situation using primarily the eyes and maybe the other senses. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about, okay, what are the other senses? Listening. (laughs) Right. And and touch. You know, um, and that means gentle touch, not a slap, (laughs) you know, or um, and then I even thought about, you know, taste. Um, And I I, I kind of thought of a kiss that I didn't want to get gross. But then I but then I also thought about like, you know, when we taste something, it's like on our tongue, it doesn't come out. It's something we put in. And kind of really have to be aware of, like when you're wanting to really taste something, think about it. We have to really concentrate on it, right? And so like taking in that and really being aware, going, what is that? What is that? Is that, you know, whatever spice or whatever? Does that make sense? You know, so it's like taking it in, not spitting it out, right? And then then smell, kind of the only 
thing about smell is we really don't notice it unless it's really bad or really good. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, and I thought none of that has to do with doing. None of that has to do with like giving my advice and mm -hmm. my wonderful wisdom that I know they need so badly. Right. Yeah. That it's a, it's, that's connection. That's all about connection right there. The, the observing, being attuned, listening, touching, taking it in, and then just, you know, really looking at the, the bad and the good and the rest of it. We're just right there. Yeah. I love that. And I think of like uh, the term that everyone's coined here lately, like the helicopter parenting. And I think we, mm. need, we need an alternative, like, I don't know, binocular parenting or something like mm. that at a distance. <laughs> I'm just watching. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe that'll get, go uh, wild, but um, y'all can help me spread the word binocular parenting instead of helicopter parenting. I don't know. Um, but yeah, at a distance, what do you, if you guys could give, um, our listeners one takeaway, what would it be? I would definitely say that when you're talking about your adult children, just remember, it's all about relationship. The, the parenting, we often think of ourselves as a parent, as it's a job to be a parent. You know, what is my job? What is my duty here? What am I supposed to do? And for me, I stop and I think in those moments, is this helping our relationship? Is it bringing my children closer to me or is it pushing them further away? So if I could give one thing to remember from this podcast, it is just that at this phase of life in particular, relationship is the most important thing. And so if that means there's times that you can't say anything and you have to just be quiet and just watch from afar, then that's what it is. But I don't want to lose my children. For yeah. me, completely hands off is not acceptable. I don't want to do nothing. I definitely am not a helicopter mom. That's not something I've ever been, but I don't want to be that now either. But I also don't want to do the opposite. I don't want to be gone but I want them to come to me because they want to and spend time with me because they want to. So it's the connection and the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said, because that's what, that's what this podcast is all about after all, right. Connection. And, and that relationship is a big piece of being able to stay connected. Mm -hmm. What about you, Dr. Becky? Oh, heck, I can't say anything better than that. I just, amen mm -hmm. to all of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will. I, okay. Last thing I will say is it's not all bad too, you know, because in the midst of that, I was thinking, you know, one of my favorite things about them growing up was like being able to go out to dinner and have a drink with them and just sit and have these am amazing deep conversations. Um, so, I, you know, Absolutely. there are some amazing parts of having adult yes. children, too. I'm so glad you said that because, yeah. of course, I mean, we, we came here because we were, were, you know, we wanted to let parents know that you can struggle and that's OK. Um, yeah. But absolutely, I mean, the best part is you're sitting it there is. with a child and you get to see them as a human, you know, an adult. And it's just yes. such a wonderful time of life, too. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I think that, I mean, we, all the listeners, I'm sure, appreciate um, how openly and candidly you guys have shared today. And I think that was exactly the point, Anne, that we would just normalize some of this, right? There are struggles in every stage of parenting. Um, and But as, especially with adult children, there are some struggles that you've probably never encountered before and probably you're not finding the resources for. So we hope that at least listening um, uh, helps us connect with you a little bit. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being willing to share and uh, being here, Anne. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It was a joy. You'll have to come back again, okay? Okay, I would love to. <laughs> Part two, yeah, that's right. All right, thanks. Bye. Okay. Oh, is that? Oh, we're done. We are so thankful that you have decided to join us today. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that you'll join us next time as we discover new ways to connect. Also, make sure you like and share our profiles on Facebook and Instagram, and sign up for our newsletters to get the most up-to-date information. You won't want to miss it. Don't forget to connect the knots. Thank you.